0: Hello, marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC marketeer. All right, Marketeers, thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have a very special guest. He is Dr. Michael Telford, who also happens to be my father-in-law. He's here from Ireland for Thanksgiving. And instead of doing our typical podcast episode, I wanted to bring Dr. Michael Telford on to talk about gratitude because he's probably one of the smartest people I know and he's about to enlighten us all right before the Thanksgiving break. Welcome Michael.: Well
1: uh, thank you very much, Kian.:
0: All right, so when we're talking about gratitude and I suppose being grateful and thankful, I think we need to start with the base of what is gratitude
1: Yeah, well, since you asked me yesterday, only) <laughs> To do this talk on gratitude or to be, be a part of this. I just think the first and most important thing to say is that it's a feeling. It's an attitude. It's not an objective or a measurable scientific phenomenon. One person is grateful to be left alone. Another person would be grateful to be surrounded by everybody they know all the time. So it's deeply personal. And that makes it all the more interesting and challenging because it's difficult to perceive feelings. We just take them as ourselves. So much of our ground is based on things we don't generally look at. And it's more difficult to see what attitude is operating from time to time so that you could call it a feeling of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude.
0: I like that. So then when we're looking at gratitude, what is the point of seeing your own feelings and attitudes? Why not just, you know, go about life?
1: Yeah. Well, basically the research is convincing. Gratitude makes you feel better. And if you are not feeling good, then increase the amount of gratitude. So gratitude makes you feel better. And you can carry out your own research by looking within. I mean, you can be your own scientist actually on this, because no one else can look inside you, but look within, see what happens when, for example, you get a warm smile, like you are giving me at the moment, <laughs> unexpectedly, or the rain stops or starts. Maybe in California, maybe it's like it starts <laughs> uh, and it stops. <laughs> Or the dinner table is full of amazing food, or you recover from a sore back, and you're able to run again. Whatever, your team wins. You hear your partner is pregnant. A baby is born. Mm. So all of that is, you know, the basis of what gratitude is. It makes you feel better. And in relation to this, actually looking within. We sometimes do it naturally when we just stop and we pause and we just let everything go. And if we could do that more often, I mean a lot more often, like many times each day, if we could just stop and pause, we might find ourselves grateful for very small things, things that we would not normally notice. Because the clutter of life is so full in our heads and our hearts and we try to keep everything moving and everything going and everything right. And just when you let that all go and you just connect what the universe is presenting you with, which is sounds and tastes and smells and feelings and all of those things which are so readily available to us, and they're natural and they're easy, and we just connect with that, then... You can begin to get a sense of gratitude. Sometimes it's an exercise for people who are actually going through some form of depression, where they're asked to write down in the early morning or in the late evening, three things they're grateful for, but write it down every day, write it down. So it's another way of pausing. And we can do this anytime. Just feel your feet on the floor, aware of your living body, quiet mind, and the wider awareness of life around you. Just this brings on the feeling of gratitude, just being alive.
0: Well, so I, I think it's very easy to feel grateful for positive things that happen to us, but there's also an element of, on the flip side, trying to be grateful for maybe the negative things that happen to us. So when We expect things to be one way and they turn out differently than we expect. How can we be grateful then?
1: Yeah, exactly. So this thing of taking things for granted is deeply embedded in us. You know, we expect the sun to rise. We don't think about that very much, but it's down to very, very small things. We get used to things being one way and we take then everything for granted. We take for granted where the food comes from that we buy in the supermarkets. No idea what went into it or didn't go into it. We just take it all for granted. We go on a holiday. We look forward to it and we expect 247 wall wall-to-wall happiness, basically. That's the attitude going on holiday. Right. And of course, does it ever work out like that? No. So, especially if you've got a young baby, uh, (laughs) you have a problem. Because they've got other ways of dealing with you. So, no, we just don't get it. So, I was on holiday recently and I had a car. And, you know, this awful feeling and you back a car and you hear the scrape of something on the door or something of that nature. Anyway, I did damage to it. And so, the happiness of the holiday evaporated. It was a very nice meal we had just had, which is worse. Made it all worse, but uh, it evaporated. And for a few minutes or... Hmm, I said I suppose ours, I calculated the cost. So that's just taking things for granted. You you expect things to turn out right all the time and they don't. And the pandemic was a rather interesting one because the same event happened worldwide and things that we before took for granted, but didn't do much of like walking, cycling, open air eating, moving well in Ireland, open air eating, moving out of the city into the country or not driving. Now, not making long journeys, not sitting in rush hour traffic for ages. Expectations changed. We found the satisfaction in living a simpler, a slower and a less rushed life. It's easy to say, but uh, very difficult to live out this piece of wisdom. I'm about to say, wisdom expects nothing. And mm-hmm. uh, so if you're to be wise, you have to learn to expect nothing and the other side is even more challenging, except everything that does come. So somehow we need to see how we could make those things work a little bit for us, because obviously it's a big ask. So we can explore it and we could practice by starting to reduce expectations as much as we can and see what happens. We tend to make high demands without noticing it of other people. And we can change So even if you're in a car at the moment, or if you're sitting at home at the moment or whatever, just reduce the amount of expectations you have in your heart and in your mind as close to zero as possible and just see what happens. You might find your attention opening out to much more simple things, which you will notice are there all the time, but we ignore them and we will then move away from all these things we carry in our heart and our mind that cause such a noise to us. And they intrude really all day long on the peace of ourself.
0: Perfect. So could you give an example that would speak to this point about accepting a difficult situation or a difficult circumstance?
1: Well, I think we divide things readily into things that I like and things that I don't like. Basically, the pleasant and the unpleasant, and yep. we habitually run towards the pleasant and we flee the painful. And so that's well, that's natural and instinctive. But the question is how to move beyond that because we need to come to a point where we can accept what happens. Eventually, we do accept pretty well everything that happens to us, but. Accepting quicker helps a lot. I was the headmaster of a school in Ireland for many years, and when a parent removed a child from the school, it was painful. And when a parent brought a child to the school, it was pleasant. And that never changed in the 28 years I was in that position. But when I was able to accept what actually was really happening quickly, I was able to look beyond the event to something more real and more permanent. It was never the action of the parent itself that caused the pain anyway. It was the desire that I held underneath all this, that the school be successful. Mm. And once I realized that that was the problem then I could face reality much more easily and just accept things more quickly. It's very obvious that once something has happened, it has to be accepted. Sure. You know, if it has happened, it has to be accepted and we all do eventually. So when I saw that this was what's going on, a mental construct in my mind, an attitude, and I did something to look beyond this, I found that there was something basically underneath in myself, always watching, always actually at peace and undisturbed. And in a way, this whole thing of gratitude, is a part of the process of looking within and just finding that point where you're grateful actually for your own existence. You're just grateful to be, you're just grateful for life Mm -hmm. and existence. So ultimately wisdom is to expect nothing and to accept everything. So there are a couple of examples in this that I think might be useful. W- one happened in Ireland, so no one will have heard of this uh, in the US, but it's happening all over the world in this particular example where it would be hundreds of examples, but uh, this was a girl who appeared on a radio show by Ryan Tuberty in... Uh, in, in Ireland and her name was Aoife of Donahue. And uh, just about six years ago, she was sitting in her room and looking around at the curtains, they beautiful curtains. And she just needed one thing in the room to finish off the room. And that was the pink lampshade. And she looked everywhere for one and couldn't find one. So she thought, well, maybe I'll make one myself. And then she sort of setting up this, you know, this is a business opportunity, making these wonderful lampshades. But as a single mother of two, she couldn't see her way out of her job, which is in financial services and style of a lampshade business. But then she became drastically ill and gradually this nerve disorder paralyzed her from her neck down initially. And it was only after some years in rehab uh, that she got use of her arms back, but she remained. And remains paralyzed and chest down. And she's only 38. She's a mother. But she was confronted, obviously, by, by this bad news. And So uh, Ryan Toppity asked her, well, you know, how do, what do you do? And she said that she just took one step at a time. Mm. It's just when you're in the situation, she said it. I think you take one day at a time. I don't know where the strength comes from. But it came from somewhere. She got back to her own house eventually after all the rehab. And it was as she had left it. And when she left it on that day, there was a lampshade and a glue gun and fabric left on the table. And since it was the first thing she saw, she said, oh, maybe that's a sign and she began making lampshades for friends and family and she set up a Facebook page and then Instagram and all the rest and Christmas markets happened and Lola's lampshades were born. And indeed, the pandemic gave her a further boost apparently, so she's uh, doing very, very well. But Ryan wanted to know whether she missed her work in financial services. Now she's stuck with lampshades and she said, well, if fine hadn't, got paralyzed, I wouldn't be doing this. So Lola's Lampshades came about for that reason. And when further pressed, she said, Before I ended up paralyzed, I was actually quite a negative person, and I used to look at what I didn't have. I would actually say now I am a happier person than I was beforehand. Now, for me, this is obviously just a story, but Aoife O'Donoghue is real. And that's uh, real for many people. And if it's real for her and she's a, just a good, ordinary human being, then all of what she went through, all the powers that came to her help, they're available in all of us. And we don't have to wait to go through such a troll to realize it. It's quite possible to realize what she has realized without. That event sure. happening to us.
0: What do you think, aside from just realizing that maybe we don't need a traumatic event to trigger something like that in us, I guess, what else do you think we can take from a story like that or stories similar to that?
1: Well, gratitude has a, a strong link to happiness. And happiness is really what we're all after. Right. You know, that's yeah. why we move from a small eyes to a better one or from a smaller car to a better one. Which we want everything to be better because we want to be happier. Now, what about these things that we don't like? So can we look at these in in, in a different way? Can we look through and beyond those to see what our attitude is behind what has happened if it is negative can we change it could we be grateful for all these things all negative emotions that we feel can we turn them into a force for good can we be grateful for them and what i found helpful is to accept that they are there then face up to them see them for what they are which are often very repetitive and very old things in my system And then go beyond them, kind of drive through them. So you're not actually just dismissing or ignoring your, you're sort of just going through them. One thing for certain is that we all want happiness. So we seem to lack happiness. If we seem to lack happiness, just start feeling gratitude. Let gratitude become more and more a state of mind, a sort of a condition, our default state of being. Uh, And and if that is too difficult, well then just stop, be still and quieten down and connect with your own senses of hearing and touch and sound. Exercise them, shut your eyes perhaps for a few moments and, and just breathe consciously and evenly and listen acutely to the sounds around and just be yourself, just be, and do this often in gratitude will grow and grow and grow. It's a discipline, but it's worth the effort because the prize is contentment, happiness, and a good life. So we could say that being Thanksgiving here in the States, it's a great opportunity to give thanks because virtually everything we have and use and love has been given to us. It's a gift at least practice regarding everything that happens today as a gift and everything that comes, whether it's but painful, pleasurable, good or bad, accept it as a gift and a gift to change our attitude which is going to lead to greater happiness. And that, at the end of the day, is the goal of all philosophies, all religions and of our life, is to be happier, and
0: to spread happiness. Oh, I
1: thought,
0: <laughs> That is such a great way to wrap up. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you very much, Keelan. It's been a great honor.
0: All right, marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Michael as much as I enjoyed having it. And in my own personal act of gratitude, I will be dropping two episodes in the following two weeks instead of every other week. So we've got one episode coming next week and another the week after. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.